How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's getting to the point now where... A lot in my brain. Sports, wedding, weather, driving, dog. I actually put my dinner in the microwave on what? See, I can't remember what day it is. Tuesday evening and forgot it was in there. Just ended up doing dishes and walked out of the kitchen and went upstairs to work on laundry while I was listening to basketball and (laughs) just forgot. So I came back downstairs after getting dressed for work and I am kind of picking up the kitchen, just making sure I've got my coffee and my snacks. And I realize, oh my gosh, my dinner is in the microwave. <laughs> oh, I got to eat that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I brought it with me, but I, I still haven't eaten it. I think I might just eat it for breakfast. Why not? Yeah. I generally do breakfast food for breakfast, but why not? Vegetables and rice. I Sounds mix it yummy. Up sometimes. You, you, you mix it up every time. When was the last time you actually did breakfast food for breakfast? You generally do burgers and burritos. Sometimes you eat chickens. You, yes. Yes. Sometimes you eat leftover sandwiches, uh, ham sandwiches. I had a meatball hero yesterday. A, a, a meatball hero. Yeah. You never eat breakfast food for breakfast. I had a good run there where I was doing like bacon and eggs on a bagel, like kind of every day. I had like a two week stretch there. And then I don't know. A two week stretch. Yeah. I will give you credit, Jay. Your workout phase has lasted longer than I thought it was going it's to. It's going strong still. Are you. Are you now riding the bike more than a mile at a time? Always more than a mile. I do okay. at least four. More than two miles? At least four. Nice. And yeah. how long does that take you? Um, I usually do at least 25 minutes with like some arm exercises in there too. Yeah. When we started this workout fad of yours, you were only going 10 minutes on the bike. Yeah, I've increased. Very impressed. I know you can't kayak now the way yeah. that you would like to. Stinks. So that's, yeah, a little bit too cold for that. Oh my goodness. Not even supposed to get out of the 30s in my neighborhood on Wednesday. I'm not sure about you. Uh, I don't, it's going to be freezing, I think, but I like ice skating. So if the pond wants to freeze up, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like it's cold enough consistently no. yet, though we have had a hard freeze, a couple of them. In fact, at, in nights now, it's down in, if not in the teens with the wind chills, it's definitely in the 20s. Yeah. It needs like a, needs like a week 
two mm. weeks of like real cold. Christmas is coming. Mm-hmm. Jingle bells. Jingle bells. Jingle all Jingle the way. Present. Frozen pond. I'll take uh, it. You'll take a frozen pond. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you for all of your questions for Ask Amy Anything. The radio edition. We just have one more in 2023. That's it. After that, well, you're going to be on your own, wondering, waiting anxiously to find out whether or not we actually did walk down the aisle. Well, he won't be walking. I'll be walking down the aisle. Uh, but whether or not it went off flawlessly and if the flowers arrived. What do you think? Should I keep the peeps guessing about the flowers? No. See, the thing is, when they do arrive, because I'm with you, Jay. I'm speaking, I'm speaking positive now. Words of life. Uh, when they do arrive... I don't think I'll be able to keep my euphoria and my relief a secret. The gonna be I'm going to be audible. like, can you call up the, it's our favorite celebration of a Stanley Cup winner of all time. This will be me. Tell me when you've got, well, don't tell me, just give me the nod. This will be me when the flowers are safely on Bob's porch And have been safely delivered. And I know that the boxes are intact. Now there's two. The second box has not arrived either. It's also late. This will be me when I find out that they have finally reached their destination. (laughs) What's up, babes? That will definitely be me. What's up, bitch? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying to the post office workers when they show up with my boxes. What's up, babes? We're not going to be sunk this year. (laughs) (laughs) We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. That's it. I'm going crazy like I'm Alexander Ovechkin when the boxes arrive. I think I'll hear you from my house on Long Island. Oh, you will. You absolutely will. And then one of a voice for days. Now, I need the voice to say my vows for the wedding. Otherwise, I don't have to talk, but I need the voice for the vows. Just for for that time. (laughs) Just for that. That's That's it. it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for all of your kind words. Some of you are very sweet. Talking me down off the ledge. Praying about the flowers with me. They're lost somewhere in Texas. It's not a big state. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> Where's Aaron Rodgers when I need him to assure me that it's totally fine? Please, Aaron. Please, Aaron. That's it. When I want you to talk, you don't. When I want you to reach out, let me know it's totally fine. You won't do it. It's totally fine. Oh, great. It's very flippant of you. Box breathing. <laughs> they can't cancel me. <laughs> it's going to be hard to cancel me. Yeah, it's going to be easy to cancel me if my flowers don't show up for the wedding. Anyway, we're now down to 11 days. What's the worst that could happen? They show up on day number 10. (laughs) Postal service. Jay. Animals. (laughs) If I don't laugh, I'll cry from the the anxiety over it. So... (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) 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 Yep, this is why I did yoga. On Tuesday evening, I had to. <laughs> was it calming? It actually was. And not not because of the breathing or the, I, I don't do the meditation part. In fact, I usually fall asleep, especially when I'm at home doing it over Zoom. And I was pretty tired on Tuesday, so I may have drifted off when she was doing the meditations. <laughs> but, Breathe. oh, the worst is when I turn off the light. So she'll say sometimes, get warm, get comfy, turn off the light for the for the final pose, which is Shavasana. Shavasana. Sorry. 
Uh, I don't speak that language. And so sometimes I'll doze off because her voice is very calming. But at home, I don't mind, right? Like in her studio, I'm not that comfortable, yeah. so I can't. But at home, I definitely will. But the stretching is, right? N- not being able to touch my phone, put my phone away, not allow any distractions on the phone. In fact, you may have called while I was in the middle of yeah. yoga. And so I did not touch the phone. Uh, and so that was that was calming. It was the break I needed. By the way, even though Aaron Rodgers was staunch in his support of Zach Wilson and critical of whatever leak was coming internally from the Jets organization, which I agree with that, who in the hell decided this was a good idea to sabotage your own organization, to put them in the headlines for this Zach Wilson story again? Who thought that was a good idea? Are you trying to turn the culture around in your in your organization, or are you trying to remain a joke? Th- that's the question. So whoever leaked this doesn't care that the Jets are now a laughing stock yet again. So my, my whole point is that with Aaron Rodgers taking aim at the Jets organization, whoever leaked the intel about Zach, and I still don't believe it. I think it was embellished. I do not in any way believe that Zach Wilson is telling coaches he will not play. He's not that dumb. Even if he does have some trepidation, there's no way he voices it because he's not that dumb. He would never play again in the NFL. His reputation would be ruined. And the thing is, if you're worried about getting hurt, you're going to get hurt. That's how it goes when you play half speed. At any sport, you're the one who gets hurt. Anyway, I so I believe that it was embellished. Whether it was embellished from the source, I'm not necessarily saying that the reporters were making stuff up because I don't think that's the case. Both of these reporters, including Diana Rossini, she's been in the NFL for a long time. Everyone has sources. But the problem is sometimes sources get used, right? Sometimes sources get used for this express purpose, which is what Aaron Rodgers was saying. Like, think about it. During the NFL draft, all the rumors that are floated out there, agents are saying stuff and General managers are saying stuff, and and the whole idea is to get your leak, quote-unquote, out there so that you can throw other teams off the scent. In this case, it feels like flat-out sabotage. It's not just Zach Wilson. It's the Jets. Now they're having to deal with this. So I don't necessarily believe the report at face value. Again, I don't think the reporters were fabricating, but I do think that this was taken... This was taken and used as a means to an end as opposed to being an authentic, real source that was giving you the whole story. I don't think it's a reporter's job to protect a kid either, though. And in that case, I disagree with Aaron. We'll let you hear from him coming up. But but my point about the cell phone slash Aaron Rodgers, if you were with us on last night's show, I or yesterday morning's show, I said that I would eat... No, I, I backtrack on the eat my cell phone because that would be gross and bad for me. Could you imagine? I said that I would not touch my cell phone for a week if Aaron Rodgers played this coming Sunday. And and could you imagine cross-country road trip, final details for a wedding, not having my cell phone for a week? That's how confident I am that Aaron's not playing. He made no references at all to this concept of playing on week 14. So it's not happening. No way. He's kind of been backtracking, I feel like, mm-hmm. for the last few weeks now. Like, oh, if we're still in contention, right. oh, things have to factor correctly. It's kind of been yeah. distancing himself from that that's from that deadline. They've lost five in a row. They're yeah. yeah. In There's the no AFC, reason. that's not working. 
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Again, thank you for all of your tweets. A-Law Radio, you guys are real kind. Some of you are kind of mean, but some of you are real kind. (laughs) Uh, And so... Many of you have volunteered to go look for my lost flowers in Texas. So if you're in the state of Texas, just keep your eyes open. The flowers are purple. I mean, that should narrow it down. They're purple and they're silk and they were in a real pretty box with a bunch of accents. Oh, silver accents and honey. My mom's birthday present, her honey is in there. Fresh honey from some local bees. I know. What is happening, Jay? Did I do something wrong? No, you gave the package to well, the mail. Here's what service. I did wrong. I should have gone to FedEx. That's what I, I did wrong. Yeah, absolutely should have. I'll never make that mistake again. Anyway, many of you are encouraging me to call the U.S. Postal Service. I don't know where I would even start. It's a mammoth organization and a government agency. So where would I start? You'd probably end up with a tracking number. I have a tracking exactly. number. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not right. helping. Exactly. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> You know that if you pay for advanced tracking, so you can pay a fee and get more intricate details about your tracking. Do you think I should do it? I don't know. Maybe. Do you think? See, I decided in order not to drive myself crazy, I would stop tracking the package. I would just believe it's going to show up when it shows up Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to track anymore. But you're saying you can get like the coordinates? (laughs) (laughs) It's got a GPS chip. My baggage has a GPS chip. To like pinpoint this bad boy? I don't think it's that. I think that you could probably get like timestamps when it was signed in, okay. when it was scanned, that kind of thing. But what I do know is that it went all the way into his neighborhood distribution center and then somehow got shipped back to the south part of Houston, South Texas, and away from where it was supposed to be delivered. I just don't get that part. How it was, where was it was where it was supposed to oh, be? Yeah. No, we're talking about a good seventy miles from where it was, the other direction. The guy forgot to take it off the truck. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that he either forgot or or they ran out of time one day and just sent it back to the distribution center, and now that's where it is. So it was going to be dropped off yeah. at a house. Yeah, at Bob's house. At Bob's house, mm-hmm. not like some sort of pickup center no, no. or a post no. office. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know. That makes no sense. But it's going to come today. I mean, I was I was sure that this show would give me a break from stressing over my flowers, but it's not happening. <laughs> anyway, you all are very kind. Thank you. If I can get all eyes in the Houston area on the lookout for my flowers, maybe there's hope for wedding day. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio, Twitter, A-Law Radio, or our Facebook page. And if you have not checked out our YouTube channel, you know we've got a brand new version of Ask Amy Anything, and it's specifically dedicated to your holiday and wedding questions. So we've we've aptly labeled it Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle at Christmas. I like it. It's very catchy. It's catchy. It's not Dr. Seuss catchy like we were doing yesterday morning, but it's catchy. All right, so Aaron is taking to task whoever leaked the information from inside the Jets organization, and I'm with him. I don't generally agree with Aaron Rodgers on a lot of things, but I'm with him because this is Bush League. You want to be taken seriously as a team and a franchise? You want to be a winner? Well, button up your crap. Whoever that person is that that thinks it's okay, number one, to talk to anybody like that, I don't understand what you get out of that, number one. But number two, um, what do you... What is your impetus? What is your motivation to try and bury someone like that? Um, and that's a problem with the organization. You know, we need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming from and put a stop to it privately uh, because 
there's no place in in a winning culture where and there's been this is not the only time there's been a bunch of other leaks it's big true. city a lot of out. reporters i get it a lot of friends i get it they're not your friends no yeah they're not your friends yeah what? friends they're not your friends even if they are like is that really what you want to be about you want to be about using someone in the media yes. to leak stuff to uh in order for what to get them to put your name out there for a job or if you're a player to get you a write-up something i think it's chicken shit, um at its core and and uh you know, I think it has no place in, in a winning organization to be to be a source on it, especially not if you're going to assassinate somebody's character. Now, see, again, I do not think that it's the reporter's job to protect a player. I also don't think reporters should be openly trashing players. I mean, you, you can tell when reporters or members of the media have agendas. I'm not saying these two particular reporters at The Athletic do, um, one of whom is very well respected in Diana Rossini and know her from my previous network. So... I don't think that they were making things up, but I do not believe the report coming from inside the locker room. And Aaron makes a good point is that this is not the first time it's happened. I'm not sure if you all know this. This has kind of made the rounds in New York sports radio, but Robert Sala has befriended or has become friends with a local New York radio host. Now he's mostly retired now. But he still shows up every now and then to fill in on our New York affiliate, WFAN. He went viral in the past 24 hours because Robert Sala texts him, right? So the two of them have developed a relationship. They met on the golf course at a charity event. They they now golf routinely whenever Rob has time. And apparently they text back and forth with this radio host who's a, an Uber Jets fan. They text back and forth. And... The radio host went on the air and read a series of texts from Robert Sala. And one of them said, now, I I believe it was taken out of context, but obviously there's a bunch of different ways you could take it. The radio host said to him, you should start Zach Wilson again, right? Because this is the radio host's job is to to tell an NFL head coach what to do with his business. Anyway, the host said to Sala in a text message, you should start Zach Wilson. And the response was, are you kidding me? The radio host then turned around and read that on the air, like shared it on the air publicly. And so embarrassed Robert Sala. Now, I'm I'm not saying that Sala shouldn't be allowed to have friends or that he shouldn't, you know, have people in his life that he trusts. But first of all, why are you telling these things to a radio host? You have to know what the, the radio host's first inclination is. Uh, second of all, what is that radio host doing, right? Is is just, I mean, you just completely, you com- yeah, you completely embarrassed. I'm, I'm mortified for the host, but you embarrassed the head coach. Again, it's on him for having loose lips. But this is the kind of stuff that's happening with the Jets organization. Do you think that Bill Belichick is texting radio hosts in New England to give them intel or to react to things that are happening with the Jets? Yeah, the whole thing has become very messy, but it's not new. And that's kind of what Aaron is saying is it's not new. These things happen with the Jets because they do not run a tight ship. They're just kind of allowed to do whatever they want, and there are no repercussions or consequences. And so he's saying, like, you want to be a winning organization? Well, then get your crap together and button up. And I do agree with him there. And that's uh, on the Pat McAfee show, of course. By the way, some legit QB news is that Trevor Lawrence only has a high ankle sprain and may not miss week 14, so that's good stuff as well. All right, coming up, 
This in-season tournament, it feels gimmicky to me, but these guys are actually playing hard for it. Um, and so the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks, and not the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Lakers advanced to the semifinals. And yeah, they're all fired up. We hear, we're hearing the term playoff atmosphere about some of these games. And beyond that, remember the story of Kelly Oubre and how he got into a car accident recently? And then there were conspiracy theories that he actually didn't get into a car accident or, or that he didn't get hit and run, that it was it was his fault, the accident. He speaks out for the first time. I think it's really interesting uh, from Philadelphia. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. It's After Hours, our hump show here on... How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Cam will slowly take it across the timeline. A sellout crowd was treated to a good one tonight. The Bucks, a dominant showing to punch their ticket to the semifinals of this in-season tournament. Sin City, here we come. 146-122, the Bucks. Take down the Knicks. Devin Booker's got it. Here we go. Uh-oh, Durant pulls up. Three for the tie. No good. Game over. Vegas, baby. Vegas. The Lakers win it. 106-103. Wow, Michael. Durant was tremendous. The Suns came all the way back, and somehow the Lakers hang on. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Are you ready for the in-season tournament Final Four in the NBA? We can scoff. I have scoffed, except that these 
players are getting into it. Damian Lillard is citing the extra money that guys on the roster, more rank-and-file guys are making. Uh, LeBron James says, why not? Why not win it? It's a chance to gauge where you are at this point in the season to, to go out there with all the intensity. He nearly has a triple-double. Adrian Griffin of the Bucks actually said, we're going to celebrate tonight. Giannis looking forward to his birthday in Vegas. So the final four in Vegas, the Pacers and the Bucks, who just scored a season-high 146 points. They shot 60% against the Knicks. That's got to make Tom Thibodeau roll over at night and groan in pain. Uh, and then, that sounds very macabre, uh, the Lakers and the Pelicans are the Western Conference Finals. Uh, so you've got two... Sets of semis and a, and a final in Vegas, and that's the biggest thing going on in the NBA these days. Uh, the calls on the Bucks and Lakers radio network. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. I, I can't tell you that I'm super into it more than I would be any other NBA regular season affair. Uh, it's the court, the kids with their crazy courts. That's how you know, by the way. That's how you know that it's an in-season tournament game. I can only imagine what's in store when we get to Vegas and see. It probably lights up. Remember those little kids' shoes that when you <laughs> jump on them, they light up? Yeah, it's probably going to light up and, and glitter, maybe. Every three-pointer. Yeah. Some sort of, like, sequins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, show, yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely going to happen. I can see it right now. They got to go big or go home, baby. And it's Vegas where it's gaudy to the hilt. Uh, but something else coming out of the NBA that I think is important and uh, wanted to make sure that we shared it with you. Kelly Oubre, who I don't know if he was supposed to be the center of controversy or not, but he's speaking out for the first time since he was in an accident uh, that he termed as a hit and run uh, and missed some time, obviously. And there'd been a lot of conspiracy theories that, he didn't actually get hit and run that instead it was his fault that the accident was his fault. And that what really happened is that he was trying to cover up how he got into an accident and, and how else, how he got hurt. Uh, so he was just meeting with the media for the first time and sounds really upbeat. I know for a fact in life, everything happens for a reason. So like it was uh, what they say, a um, minor setback for a major comeback, right? Like, I'm ready to hoop, man. Um, this has been a long process for me, and I'm just ready to finally be with my guys and, you know, perform, go to war with Coach and, you know, make the organization look good. So he is getting set to return. Uh, he's going to play for the Sixers against the Washington Wizards. And, yeah, he's not thrilled about the fact that he came under major scrutiny uh, following this traffic accident, but he calls it a traumatic event and said he was struck by, um, you know, vehicle in a hit and run. And so he was, I mean, he's missed 11 games. He's been out for quite a while, uh, had a broken rib in the accident. And I would say just as painful mentally, emotionally painful is people who were doubting that he was telling the truth um, and that he actually made it up and, and the accident never really occurred, blah, blah, blah. It was his fault, something along those lines. Um, and so he was asked what actually happened that night. I've spoken to the police about this situation and they have an ongoing investigation. So um, I've spoken to who I need to speak to about it and you know, I'll keep it with, with the way that is. And um, I won't be speaking on any details about that because they are looking into it. So. Yeah, so according to the police report, uh, there was a silver vehicle, uh, very specific, silver vehicle who hit him as he was crossing a street near his home in the center city neighborhood of Philadelphia. 
he had a broken rib. He had hip and leg injuries, and he did go to the hospital, though he was in stable condition. I mean, he's not even 28 years old. His birthday's coming up this weekend. Uh, it's a tough thing to go through. I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who can detail car accidents they've been in. When I was in elementary school, we had a classmate who was walking across the street in Concord, New Hampshire, and this is during school hours. I'm not exactly sure where she was going. I don't remember exactly, but she got hit by a car right in front of our school, and it was very traumatic. She flying, you know, 18 feet down the road. Yeah, it was, it was, anyway. So it can be really traumatic, not to mention you can kind of have the flashbacks and um, the the mental kind of leftover pain and anxiety that comes with it. So she was pretty anxious around cars and around traffic for uh, as long as I remember. So here's Kelly, though, that it's really been about his team, the organization, uh, the guys around him, fans and friends who have helped him get ready to play again. It was everything, man. Um, it was a lot of love, man. I really wanted to cry. Uh, just, you know, the city, the fans, um, the organization, Coach Nurse, he came to my house to chill with my daughter, play with her. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the support from my teammates, Tyrese going for 50. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Like, that's ultimate legend status on everybody else around me, man. And I just want to pay it forward and get back out there and perform for him and make him smile. Aww. Yeah, his teammates have been really supportive. He refers to to Tyrese Maxey, who's, gosh, uh, he can light it up for 50 for sure. But just the fact that they have encouraged him and that they believe him, right? So this is where all the conspiracy theories started, that there's no video. So police say there's no video of this particular street crossing, and so they can't actually corroborate based on video evidence or even a, a photo cam, anything like that. Gosh, happens in New York, there's cameras on every single block, right? Um, But in his neighborhood, apparently there was no video evidence. And so people are starting to speculate, which is just wrong. I don't, what reason would you have to not believe the young man that he was actually hit by a car? But people are saying, again, it's a fabricated story because there's no video so that he can cover up the fact that he got hurt some other way, that it was his fault or he was in an accident, something along those lines. Now he kind of calls it inconsiderate and insensitive to worry about video cameras. Um, and especially the fact that it actually caused him to miss time at work and, and it was pretty traumatic Um, So I'm glad he's healed. It's just the age that we live in that's really gross that people can dive into your personal life and your your business and, and actually make it worse, right? So it's bad enough to go through a car accident, but now people are making it worse by doubting that he would be telling the truth. And I just, yeah, I just think it's... Part of being a public figure, and if you're going to be on social media, this is the the trolling and the crap you're going to have to deal with. It is a cesspool on most social media sites. Guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. Really is what it is. Right. Good point. So on that note, when people say all manner of nasty things, I tell young broadcasters, don't acknowledge. Because when you acknowledge, then you give that troll with his eight followers or her seven followers your platform. So just don't acknowledge. But it's, I don't believe that many athletes are able to block it out. I know some do and don't look at their mentions. I even have a fellow broadcaster. I won't out him. Uh, but he has instructed me, hey, if you ever want to, there's a way you can turn off your mentions. That's what I do. So people send stuff to me and I never see it because my mentions are completely turned off. So now we interact with people through our social media, so we wouldn't do that. But it does take a level of self-control not to respond in kind. So I say to people, it's a reminder every day of who and what I never want to be. That's how you 
how you can be reminded that there's there's uh, something something more noble and altruistic to shoot for. <laughs> All right, on Twitter. Well, you know, you can find us Twitter, Facebook, our YouTube channel, brand new video coming up. We had an opportunity to pick the brain of one Michael Duarte, who is our L.A. insider for NBC L.A. Really good intel in the wake of Dave Roberts admitting the Dodgers have met with Shohei Otani for multiple hours this this past week. He tells you why. Otani may actually not choose the Dodgers. And really, what's the case for the two teams in the L.A.? I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. A market. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown! Hey, the guy missed. He's inside the five. He's to the three, two, one. Tom Stubbs, center's helping into the end zone. Touchdown! The people have spoken, and one score stands above the rest. Here is your TD of the week. The San Francisco 49ers. First and ten Niners in the Philly 48. Purdy looks left, now middle throws, caught. Broken tackle by Debo Samuel, runs for a first down, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, San Francisco! What an absolute beast, Debo Samuel. Didn't put too much pressure on myself, you know, um, kind of going back and forth, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, they beat us in the NFC Championship, and you know we wanted to get back, but at the end of the day, it's just football, you know, we talking trash, having fun, and, you know, um, just came out here and got a win. Not only did he earn your nod for Monday MVP, but Debo Samuel with his three touchdowns, including two very long catch and runs off passes from Brock Purdy. That one, the TD of the week, Greg Papa with the call on Niners radio. So yeah, touchdowns on six consecutive possessions, three of them for Debo, and he finishes with with a lot of yardage and all the bragging rights. You know. What an absolute beast, Debo Samuel. Not just the yak, as in yards after catch, but the ability to yak at the Eagles and then yak up his food. No, 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 he's not. No one's doing that. No one's doing that. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was definitely a beast. And he says Brock Purdy should be the NFL MVP. Hmm, food for thought. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio, our hump show. A couple more minutes. And, of course, Shohei Otani is the number one topic of conversation at the winter meetings in Nashville. That's not where the Dodgers met with Shohei Otani. Oh, well, Dave Roberts dropped this bombshell on Tuesday when he was asked about Shohei. He actually admitted that they had met with him. And then he goes on to give a few details about that meeting with Shohei Otani. We met in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium. 
A uh, couple days ago. I don't know if it was more of a pitch. I, I think it was more of just sort of um, getting uh, familiar, more familiar with him. Um, I, I think that um, he had questions for us, uh, just trying to get more of the landscape. But being in this league for six years, he's got a pretty good idea of the Dodgers, what we're about, uh, the city itself. And so for me, and speaking for our guys, it was just uh, a pleasure to get to spend some time with them. So we got that from manager Dave Roberts. Then we had to check in with our guy Michael Duarte of NBC LA. And here's part of our conversation. Really good stuff I've not heard anywhere else. I asked him what he took away from Roberts' revelation. My takeaway was that knowing Dave Roberts extremely well and having a very good relationship with him over the years is that Dave's not a guy that if you ask him a direct question, wants to be dishonest with you. Um, this is kind of why Dave has been so successful as a manager. Everyone loves him. Everyone trusts him. And Dave goes the extra effort to, whether it's the superstar player on the team like Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman or the, the old veteran in Clayton Kershaw or the team equipment manager, you know, cleaning uniforms in the locker room or, or someone like me in the media. He will put his arm around everybody, ask you how you are, get to know you, find out about your family and your life, and really make you feel special, like an individual. And that's what he does. And that is just something about his personality, his temperament, and what he does with his players. He puts his arm around every single player and makes them feel special to the point where they're going to go out there and give 110% and to not let him down. And in this case, that personality trait maybe hurt him in this case because he didn't want to lie to all these people in there. Now, yes, he could have said, you know, I don't want to talk about it. But instead, he was honest when they asked if he met with Shohei Otani and said, yeah, we did meet with him. And I thought it was a good meeting. And I commend Dave Roberts for having the courage to break this whole shrouded of secrecy, which has got more twists and turns in this free agency than a roller coaster right now, uh, to actually just come out and show the courage to be honest. And I think my personal opinion that Shohei Otani is really fumbling an opportunity to make this free agency really about the sport of baseball, uh, talk about the teams that he's meeting with, talk about their culture, their history, what's special about them, their players, their managers, instead of all this secrecy to the point where he won't even tell us the name of his dog and he hasn't spoken to the media. In oh four months. To me, the, the Shohei Otani free agency sweepstakes are getting more annoying than a fly in the kitchen at this point because the whole <laughs> world is waiting for his answer uh, so then the rest of the dominoes can drop and the rest of these free agents can sign and figure out what they're going to do because every team is, is being held hostage right now by Shohei Otani. So to your question, I commend Dave Roberts for the courage to talk about it despite the referendum from his team, Otani's team, uh, and his agent, Nez Balello, to keep everything private and everything secret and don't make anything. So I do commend Dave for coming up and saying what we all know, right? That yes. the Dodgers, the team with the most money to spend, the team who has been wanting Otani since he was in high school, actually met with him and is interested in him. God forbid we talk about that here. He picked the Angels the first time, right? So you point out the Dodgers have wanted him for years. For whatever reason, he picked the Angels the first time. And there has been these type of reports, and I think more and more people are leaning toward him staying with the Angels simply because they allow him to do whatever it is that he wants to do 
in order to maintain his routine to both pitch and hit, though, of course, he won't be doing that in 2024. From what you know of the Dodgers, would the Dodgers also be willing to allow Shohei to stick to whatever routine and whatever comfort zone fits him if that means that he would sign with them instead of the Angels? Yeah, great question, and and there's two things I can add to that. First of all, obviously, you remember the article I wrote about six months ago, How's a Perfect Fit. I think I went on your show right Right, after that. And and so, yes, I do think they'll give him the autonomy to keep his routine, and outside of the Angels, you know, the Dodgers, just a few miles down the five freeway from the Angels Stadium in Anaheim, allow him to kind of keep all of that still routine, live in the same house, same routine, same people, same everything, plus his doctor who has now done two surgeries on his UCL and his elbow, Dr. Neil Elitrosh, is the Dodgers team doctor and team surgeon. And he's here in L.A., so I think that's an important factor. But, look, I knew that Shohei would want to keep everything private once the World Series ended and the the official free agent sweepstakes began. So I started reaching out to people in his camp, people that he knows that are close to him from Japan uh, that I know back in September. And they told me kind of the same thing you're thinking, and this is why I'm leaning it to. It's going to be really hard for him to leave Anaheim. First and foremost, it's everything he's known. And in my business and in my time covering players in this business, it's really difficult to leave the team that first signed you, first drafted you in some players' case. Uh, everything you know, change is scary. Uh, people are afraid of it. Right. And they think that because of the autonomy, because of his routine and how happy he is and how everything is here, and the fact that Artie Marino, the owner of the Angels, knows how valuable it is, will write a blank check for whatever it costs to bring him back, that it's going to be very, very difficult for him to leave Anaheim. And I agree with it. There's another thing in Japanese culture that they said, you know, he may consider. And leaving one team to go to their kind of rival team or the inner city team, in this case with the Angels and Dodgers, would be equivalent to, like, having an affair with your neighbor's what? wife. What? No way! Like a betrayal. And Are you serious? Say, wow. Yes, that's what they told me in Japanese culture. Um, so I really hope that someone in his camp is telling him, you know, th- this is business and don't worry about those things and is giving him advice to those things. And, and the last thing I'll kind of say about that, so I'm kind of leaning he might go back to the Angels as well for these reasons they said. But look, he's got a great poker face, as Dave Roberts mentioned today. <laughs> he really hasn't said about what's going on. But the one thing he has said consistently is he wants to win. So if you want to win, Shohei, and you want to talk the talk and walk the talk, then there really is only one team, in my opinion, of the four or five or six that are left in the sweepstakes, and that's the Dodgers. You know, they've gone to the playoffs 11 years in a row, winners of 10 NLS titles. They're going to get you to the dance each and every year, and if you can elevate them to win a championship, then you're going to have a, many, many opportunities in the years to come. Mm. The Angels pitch I've heard from sources is if you stay – uh, look at what the Rangers were did as far as being able to do a rebuild very quickly and win a World Series within a couple of years from losing 100 games. We can do that here. And if you stay, then all the years you missed the playoffs and all the years everything went wrong and all the years they said we wasted you and Mike Trout's talent, you will become a legend in Angels history, arguably the greatest player in Angels history, if huh. you can stay and win it here. That is the Angels pitch to him. And, and we'll see if that motivates him more than being able to play in the postseason in October each and every year. 
Uh, we'll see. And, and, you know, I was told about this Blue Jays meeting late Monday night as well. It really feels like they're moving up in the chances of, of having a chance at him as well. I'm just not sure if he goes to Toronto, but it's going to be very interesting regardless. But I do think the Dodgers check all of the boxes, including uh, wanting to win, whereas that might be one that would be questionable with the Angels. But I still kind of feel in my gut he may end up heading back to Anaheim. So from Michael Duarte, NBC LA, there does appear to be a growing groundswell for him to return to Anaheim. Now, obviously, he is the only one who has any idea if he's leaning one particular team or another. He may at this point not have any idea, right? He may not be sure where he's going to end up. Um, I think that the the points that are made about Anaheim and his comfort zone and the fact that he would have the autonomy to set his routine. And also we do hear this about a lot of the Japanese players that come over uh, from their home country. It actually matters to them that they can stay in routine. It matters to them uh, that they can, can kind of be in a set schedule because that's how they feel most comfortable. It's kind of how they order their world and they take their, their fitness and their craft very seriously. Um, And so we know he's got a lot on his plate. I wouldn't be surprised, especially in light of what we heard from the front office with the Angels, um, that there is no chance they will be trading Mike Trout. So there's another bit of a comfort zone, too. But at the same time, you understand what Michael is saying. You go with the Dodgers. You know you're going to be in the playoffs. You could be the guy that puts them over the top, and you don't actually have to move. Right? You don't have to go anywhere. You're in the same metro. You're in the same area. It's just the uniforms are white and blue instead of red and gray. All right, that's our hump show. Survive your hump day. We'll talk to you tonight. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.